morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I hope you guys have been having a fantastic October so far. I know I have, and my god, the creativity of people making costumes is incredible. Why, on TikTok, I just saw a Super Mario and Ghostbusters costume that just mixed the best of both worlds, and you know what? That is awesome. I remember about a couple years ago, during Comic-Con, someone did, like, a Shakespearean clone trooper. Now that was pretty cool. Shoot, I may have to mix and match some costumes to make a good combination. I don't know. A Jedi Super Mario brother. I think that would be truly amazing. But anyway, it's enough talking about costumes. That's not the time for it just yet. Maybe next week. We're here to talk about everything spooky because it is October, if you didn't hear me say that a couple hundred times. And since last week we talked about horror crossovers, I thought we'd jump into one of my favorite subjects, and that is the horror genre in video games. Now... Despite what you might think about horror movies, they are a dime a dozen. I mean, you could probably pick a hundred horror movies that has happened throughout the past couple of years, whether they be like big stop movies to like indie movies, you're always going to find a couple hundred horror movies being made per year. But the same can't really be said about horror video games. I mean, it is rare to find a good horror game. And a lot of times it's because the market is very poor when it comes to the reception. I mean, a lot of the horror games that we see are made by indie developers and usually not AAA studios. And it wasn't until recently that a lot of big studios are basically making horror games again. I mean, until recently, it was rare for that to really happen. And that was very different back in the early 80s when video game arcades and consoles were a thing. There were many third-party I guess you could say triple A developers making all types of games, including horror. I mean, the first very horror game that ever came out on console or just being made was made for the Atari called Haunted House. Now, you could probably look up the gameplay on YouTube and you may not be impressed from what you see, but for that time period, it was probably very impressive. And the normal and the first type of horror genre in video games was survivor horror. And that usually was the norm with many developers, making it into different styles and basically different types. And a lot of times, a lot of these games were inspired by the movies. So a lot of these were movie tying games. So you had Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and even Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, were these good games? Nah, I, I wouldn't say so. They're not really remembered as the greatest games out there. But honestly, that's usually the case for movie tying video games anyway. And while you did have developers which were trying to be established or established already making these types of games, they weren't as common as you would think. And this is because a lot of games were meant for like family friendly type stuff. So they could basically, the parents would be able to look at the cover and buy it knowing that it looks safe. Now, if you come up with a horror game, yeah, that's probably not gonna happen. So again, they weren't as common because a lot of times the action adventure games they would use bright colorful colors to make it look family friendly so the parents would buy them because this is the 80s the basic target audience is the kids 
But this actually started to change as the year started to roll by because, again, kids grow up and they're inspired by a lot of other movies, which basically made the horror genre in video games evolve. I mean, shoot, after, what, the 80, late 80s, early 90s into the late 90s, other genre of horror games were born, like action horror, which was basically like Resident Evil, Dead House, and other types of games similar to that. And you probably have played them in the arcade to psychological horror games like Silent Hill and basically I think Evil Dead Within would be psychological horror but Silent Hill is the most well known for that to jump scare horrors like Five Nights at Freddy's Slender Man and more and a lot of times these games evolve to be more different than the ones that came before because if you're gonna play a horror movie that's basically not a horror movie but a horror video game that's basically like the same thing before you're not gonna want to play it because it's like oh there's nothing new but here's the thing, even as time came by and a lot of new video game genres within the horror sphere evolved, there was still less games being developed. And even now, it's very hard to basically get a foot in in the video game horror genre. I mean, look at it this way. A lot of the big horror games that are released are from very much already established franchises, either from the movies or games that had come before. And not to mention, a lot of these horror games come from foreign studios, like Konami or Capcom, who basically do both the Resident Evil series, Castlevania, Silent Hill. And again, these are guys from foreign studios. American studios don't really delve into the horror genre that much. And even popular franchises, recent ones like Dark Souls are, and Outlast are made from foreign developers and studios. And one thing that's very, very common and the reason why a lot of these studios and big developers don't want to touch the horror genre is because it's a hard business to make money from. And that's basically where the indie market has gotten involved. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with the indie market for video games, just think of it like the indie movie scene. You have small studios basically making their way, producing a product, whether that be a video game or a movie, because a lot of times big developers don't want to touch it or think the idea is bad and they decide, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. And a lot of times, a lot of the horror games are very simple in basically graphics or gameplay, but they're fun and creative. A lot of studios basically go for the indie market, again, because their ideas would be something that would usually be shut down. And not to mention they would be in an extreme time crunch if they got a huge backing from a studio. As we've seen from different games, I mean, look at EA. That's a perfect example of them basically buying up studios, having them do a time crunch, and if it's bad, bye-bye studio. Or their idea is brand new and they didn't have much backing to back the idea in the first place. It's happened before, or the studio's just brand new and decide, you know what, I'm gonna prove to the world that I can do this and make a totally new type of video game. And a lot of different games and franchises have flourished under this market. You have The Forest, Seven Days, Daisy, Five Nights of Freddy's is probably one of the most famous ones for this, and many other games were made popular from the indie market. I mean, look at The Legend of the Backrooms. 
I mean, you have that from the Reddit post, someone made a video game of it, and it's just super popular just to play with friends. That wasn't a big AAA studio making that, that was small indie developers because they had an idea, they knew they weren't gonna get any backings, or they were just sticking their foot into the video game genre just to see if they could do it, and did it. It's basically a way for them to experiment with ideas that no one had thought of, or would have just thought it was dumb and wouldn't fund it. And a lot of them, and this is funny, a lot of them are American studios. That is the absolute crazy part. American studios basically dominate when it comes to the indie market to make horror games because no one else wants to play it. Five Nights at Freddy's was made by an independent studio from America and basically launched an entire franchise spanning games, books, and now upcoming, depending on when you listen to this, it may already be out on DVD or it's coming out in the theaters, the movie. And you know what? I'm actually going to go see that movie. I hope it's good. But again, the indie market gives way for big developers to become interested and buy them, buy these little studios to be a part of their big list of studios. And you know what? You know what helped also grow the indie market to the make these horror games? YouTubers. YouTuber streaming also helped advertise and give rise to the popularity of these horror games. The jump scare genre. A lot of these YouTubers would film themselves getting scared and people would just enjoy it. And now with live streaming, would just have the experience with them, watching them go through that door that they don't want to go through. It's just so much fun watching them for hours, especially if they're big screamers. I mean, heck, that was one of the biggest reasons Five Nights at Freddy's became so popular because people were just enjoying watching them see if they could survive. And a lot of jump scare type games became popular like this. Me, I'm just not a fan of jump scare games just because it's just without a good story. A lot of times they're just there to like, oh my God, we're just going to jump scare you every five seconds. Now, given there are a few games that are just jump scare games that are pretty good because they usually have a lore that goes along with it. Now, that's pretty fun. Like Slenderman. Oh my God, collecting those papers on those trees while Slenderman was chasing you, that... That was pretty good jump scare horror. But I gotta give these jump scare horror genre games credit where credit was due because with the YouTubers watching them and a whole new crowd watching them play it, it basically gave a rise of interest in the horror genre from big studios and allow them to give smaller studios a chance to prove themselves. Look at Sega. They published a game by developer, uh, what was their name? Cre uh, Creative Assembly. And before making possibly one of the best horror games out there, Alien Isolation, they were known only for total war games. And when it came time to develop the game, they created an artificial intelligence from scratch that would learn from the player as you played. So wherever you are, and if the alien was to find you and kill you, you basically died. And before, if this was a regular old game, you'd be like, okay, I know where the alien is going to pop up. I'm just going to hide somewhere else. Or I'm just going to hide a little bit to the left because I know where this guy is going to pop up from. That wasn't the case here. I don't know how many times I thought, all right, I'm just going to move from one location to another, knowing where he was going to show up because I died from it. And he pops up from a different place. So this alien because of the artificial intelligence they made, learned from your preferences and where you normally lay the traps. And that's not even the best part. It wouldn't be turned away from your traps after a while because it basically became less and less afraid, forcing you to come up with new and interesting ways for you to either escape 
or to scare it off. I mean, I remember I put this, I, it was one of the flamethrowers. I put it to basically scare it away so I can run. It basically went back to the air vent. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to run away. It pops up right in front of me as I'm running. I don't have time to shoot the dang thing and I die. This thing learned and it was beautiful. I just would love if they were to implement this in like aliens where you got to shoot a bunch of them so they learn and they would change tactics. That would be fantastic. But one thing that kind of sucked was because sales were weak, the team that developed it went their separate ways to an, to basically new studios. So you had this game that was revolutionary, made amazing results, won awards, got positive reviews, and they haven't made another game like it because again, sales were weak and the team that developed it went their separate ways because Sega said, I'm sorry, we're not going to make a sequel. We're just going to basically have you guys stick to another Total War game. And they haven't made a different type of game since. After Alien Isolation, Creative Assembly went back to making Total War games. Now, given if you're a Total War fan, you might be like, hey, that's not fair. I love Total War games. And this isn't just, I'm not attacking you guys, okay? I'm just saying and trying to prove a point that, that even if your game got a lot of praise and awards, it didn't always guarantee you money with sales. Another great example example of this curse was the Friday the 13th game that came out about five, six years ago. It was made by Ilphonic and Gun Media. They decided to team up for this project and this wasn't originally going to be tied to Friday the 13th at all. It was going to be an original game with it, their own original killer. But one of the producers from the franchise heard about this, thought it was a great idea and basically got them the rights to make the game. Now, again, this game was not made by a triple A studio. It was made by independent developer and studios with a crowdfunding budget. And they basically released this amazing game. And given when the game was released, it had so many bugs and glitches. You could almost never find a stable server. But after a couple updates and they got their stuff together, it was fantastic. I can't tell you how many times I played with my friends who bought the game because they had a free trial run and they absolutely loved it. I love playing Jason. Just popping up and hearing everybody scream or those with mics and even playing as a counselors, grabbing a radio, talking to people and basically like, hey, do you guys see Jason or being chased and trying to rat out my friends to survive? Yes, I did that. No, I'm not sorry. I wanted to get the XP, okay? But like all good things, it didn't last. After I want to say about a couple years, the franchise went to court because of ownership and both developer and studio couldn't continue to work on the game and basically had to put all their projects on halt. They were going to introduce a new map, a new abilities, Jason X. They were going to do so much stuff. But because of this court battle over ownership, this basically killed the game. They were forced to abandon the game. And that was absolutely heartbreaking. It, but honestly, the bright side is the popularity allowed for both studio and developer to go their separate ways and make their own games, whether it be with good or bad success. Ilphonic made the Predator game a couple years later, which was, yeah, it was okay at best. It 
basically died off and I don't blame it. It you needed a lot of work. I enjoyed it for what it was. I'm a huge Predator fan, but like I said, it was okay at best. And recently they made the new Ghostbusters game in the same type of format and Gun Media recently made the Texas Chainsaw video game, which has become popular with a lot of streamers. So while the curse kind of basically hurts these studios, there can be bright sides to it because it allows the popularity saying, hey, give us more money and we could do so much more with these different franchises that basically haven't had a video game in years. And like I said, the horror genre is very scary to get into. And some studios had had to evolve in making different types of horror games just to make money in the genre. I mean, a lot of these studios ended up making story-based games where it was mostly point and click and the most action someone could do is just walk around. A lot of these games found success because they just focused on the story and it was basically like a do your own movie. Games like Until Dawn, Dark Pictures, Anthology, and even Telltale the walking dead these games basically put life back into horror genre to a lot of success because again these games didn't take a lot of money to do and if they hired like big level actors or even like tv actors a lot of people would buy it because hey i recognize this dude from the tv and again while a lot of people may not enjoy these types of horror games or the types of stories these things tell it's a way for a lot of studios to make money so they can grow in the horror genre and come up with some good ideas because like i've said in the examples i've put out it's very hard for a studio to make any type of money with a horror game unless it wasn't already established or they just will go into the indie market, hope that they make enough money to make a new game, update the old game, or just come up with something new entirely. Because again, coming and finding a good horror game is very hard. I mean, the last really good horror game that came out in the past couple of decades have been very hard. I mean, new franchises, I would say that's on my list would be Left 4 Dead series 1 and 2. I'm really hoping they would make a third one. Dark Souls. Let's see, Outlast. You have, uh, I'm not going to count Alien Isolation. Sadly, that's not a franchise. Uh, let's see, what else? What else? Um, you know what? Elden Ring. I'm going to count Elden Ring because I they're already making a second one. But games like that, that's like five. Five in the past two years that is new. It's insane. And it's, again, it's kind of sad. Now, those are ma basically made by independent studios or big AAA. I think only one of them is made by a big AAA studio. And the rest, we can just hope and pray that they get the recognition they deserve or, at this point, the money they want to come up with something new. Something that will make our hearts beat every so often as we venture into whatever horror monstrosity they're going to come up. I mean, with Unreal Engine 5, I've seen a lot of new projects and trailers come up with some really promising ideas. I mean, there was this one where you're basically running low on a camera and you're trying to escape something that's chasing you and the graphics through Unreal Engine 5 just make it insane. So like I said... The genre in horror video games isn't dead, but until we can basically have studios wanting to pour money into the genre or take the risk and make a really good horror game, whether it makes some sales or not, we're just going to have the indie market to keep us by. You know what? That's usually not a bad thing. If we can get a new franchise out of Five Nights at Freddy's or something similar, I'll be happy. I mean, the lore in that is just insane. I mean... 
Would Evertale count as a horror game? Maybe. Depending on how you look at it. It is a very, very misdirection game. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed my horror video game talk. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week for our last horror-based episode. Because after next week, we go into November. And no, I'm not going to talk about Thanksgiving-type stuff. Because I don't even think that's a thing. But anyway... You guys have a blessed one. Sayonara. See you later. And goodbye.